0: 12 minutes past seven and that's our first big fat juicy for the Sunday morning on the JSB. Hey, it just makes me think maybe our theme for today should just be some really cool reggae and rugger tracks and soul tracks and if you feel like That's the route you want to go. You are welcome to SMS your big fat juices. Tell us what songs you want to hear. That's Ben Day and the Concrete Lines and uh, Ben Day doing his version of uh, Natural Mystic. And I have to say, I think it's a fabulous cover and it's difficult to do a great cover of someone like Bob Marley, but there we go. It is an absolute goodie. We're going to crack into our first story. As I mentioned in the introduction, today is World NGO Day. I'm, I'm never that comfortable with the term NGO but that's just my personal opinion, non-governmental organizations, because it implies that everything else is a governmental organization. But what if it is just an organization? It might be a not-for-profit organization, and that's something different again. But today we're going to start off with an organization that I do know well, and I know the work that they do. And I just thought I want to start with something where we get to understand how good people are in this country when they want to be. The project is called Wings and Wishes and it is dedicated to transporting critically ill children from all around the country in order to receive life-saving medical treatment. On the line we have the manager of Wings and Wishes which is Inga Human. Inga, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. So, Inga, I have uh, given sort of an overarching description of Wings and Wishes, but uh, it may be worthwhile for you to just explain further what the organization does and how it does it. All right. So, Wings and Wishes was started in 2006,
1: and it was born out of a need, especially in the Eastern Cape, for children to get to medical facilities. And not all of the provinces have dedicated um and expert paediatric care. And many of our children need to travel to Red Cross Children's Hospital. And hospital transport is just not um, sufficient or, or reliable form of transport. So Winsome has started to transport children to medical facilities outside of their hometown. So we work with children from birth to the age of 18 years. And even need to seek expert medical treatment further than 150 kilometers from home, we will step in and and we will assist. So we will either book them a flight uh, or a bus. For some of them, we give money so that they can drive themselves, depending on the child's condition. Um, And we also provide every child with a mercy bag of toiletries and pajamas Mm -hmm. and a travel teddy to keep them company on, on the long road. So... Currently, um, we are active in all nine provinces and we transport on average three children and an accompanying adult per day, 365 days a year.
0: Wow. Inga, give us an example of, of how this would work um, and, and specifically maybe you don't have to mention names, but a specific example of this process, maybe what that where the child might be in the country, what might be wrong with them, how you would transport them and the like.
1: All right. So um, we had a little a boy called CJ um, and he is from the Eastern Cape, the rural areas of the Eastern Cape. His mom took him to the local clinic because he was not well. Um, there are only certain days a week that the doctor is at the clinic, so the nurses visited the mom as far as possible. And on the day that the doctor visited the clinic, he saw that CJ was really not doing well, and he referred him to Freer Hospital in East London. Um, when the mom got there, the doctor saw that CJ she, she was almost unresponsive, due to a brain tumour that he had that was never picked up before. Um, And they phoned us to say this child needs to get to Red Cross Hospital immediately. So we quickly booked them a flight, got a volunteer to meet them at the airport to help them with check-in, because for many of our families, flying is is, is something that they don't often do or never do. So they're very nervous, and the mom was only 16, a very young mom. the, the airline wanted to see medical proof that the child is fit to fly because he was so unresponsive. Um, and we had the documents at hand to show them. So he was rushed to Red Cross Hospital. Um, we immediately went into theater. They drained almost 900 millimeters of fluid off his brain. Um, and they fitted him with a shunt. Um, and about two months later, he could return home. And he is now a normal, happy little boy. He's developmentally he's a little bit delayed because of the pressure that was on the brain for so long. But he can live a quite a normal life. Um, um, and I think that's the story of many of our children
0: is that they wouldn't get to that medical care. The child might not be alive today. Are you able to follow what happens to the children after they have received their medical treatment and that um, they've been in the hospital, et cetera? Yes, we do. Many of them become regular travellers with us. It's, it's not always just a
1: once-off travel yeah. um, that they do with us, but we do keep in contact with them because I think we also have quite an emotional bond with the parent or the adult accompanying the child because we will keep in contact with them, find out, you know, what happened, how was the child doing, um, giving some moral support to the parent when the child goes into theatre, and I think it's a very lonely place. Yeah. for a parent to sit and wait for your child to come to come out of theater. But I think the the, the stories of of how children of hope and how children survive, you know, it, it's just wonderful. We've got a mom and daughter at the moment that they started traveling with us when she was only a few months old. Yeah, and she had Bolivia Trivia, and she first traveled to Red Cross Hospital for treatment. And um, now she's nine. I think we've done about 64 flights for the family, Um, and she she was critical and she had to have a liver transplant. Um, Her mom was found a suitable donor, and at the end of January, we flew them up to Joburg for the surgery, uh, where she became a recipient of a piece of her mom's liver, um, so that she can live a healthy and normal life. So... The mom is doing well, the little one is still in ICU, and we're praying that she will pull through. Um, yeah. But yeah, they become family of ours, and, and, and we share
0: in the hardship and in the joy when, when things are going well for the child. Inga we need to go to a break but when we come back from the break I'd like to find out from you you talk about the fact that you have nearly three children a day 365 days a year that um, to date I know that you've assisted 6,700 family with over 13,000 travel bookings. That's an enormous amount of travel. And I'm interested to find out from you what the costs would be. So, for all the costs for one child in terms of travel, and what those costs could be, and and really how you do that. We'll do that after the break.
1: Michelle Constant on SAFM.
0: 721, you're with the uh, Sunday edition of the JSB. And as I mentioned, today is World NGO Day. It's annually observed on February the 27th, and it really is a way of uh, focusing on how people engage employers, volunteers, etc., and even supporters and funders as well. So Inga, we're chatting to Inga Human, who is the manager of Wings and Wishes. They transport critically ill children from all around the country to receive life-saving medical treatment. Inga, what are the costs of uh, one of those trips? So if you say, okay, you have the young boy CJ, you're lucky he's in the Eastern Cape. So the distance from the Eastern Cape to Cape Town uh, to the Red Cross Children's Hospital may not be that expensive. But if you'd had to go to Jo'burg um, for something else, what are those costs?
1: Yes, I think, you know, it depends
0: on where the child stays, um, the mode of transport
1: the child needs to take to get to the medical facility and, you know, also which day of the week the child is travelling. All those things play a role. But on average, we look at about 5,000 rand per trip to get the child and the accompanying adult to the medical facility they need to go to. Um, So in a year, we spend... Close to 1.2 million rand on flight and transport costs alone, um, which is quite a staggering amount, if you think of it. You know, um, and, and we are a very small NGO to yes. to make that happen. To date, we've never had to turn a family away and say we can't help you. So we are very grateful for that. Um, and with the whole COVID pandemic, you know, the the funding landscape for NGOs changed dramatically. Um, companies have less money to spend on CSI um, and they focus all mainly on COVID support, which would be um, you know, quite different to what we do. Um, yeah. So it became harder and harder for us to find funders to support us to ensure that a child can still travel. But we do have wonderful um, support from certain companies. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to yes, name you them. Yes, you can mention show. them, yeah. Um, so we were very grateful that after four years of negotiating with them, FlySafe Air came on board as our preferred air traveller. Yeah. Um, they sponsor, we've just signed a new contract, they're going to sponsor 850 flights for us in the next financial year, <laughs> which is wonderful. It's almost a million rounds worth of flights, um, which is wonderful. So uh, we've got a booking system with them. Uh, of course, children can't fly on a Monday or a Sunday or a public uh, day before a public holiday, but yeah. still they are a huge relief um, to us yeah. uh, that, that they are willing to assist. We've got Hertz that is our um, transfer partner, so they will meet the family at the airport, take them to the hospital they need to go to. Um, so there are people that, that assist, but the, the cost is staggering to ensure that children get to the medical facilities where they need to receive their treatment.
0: Inga, I know that you also do broader support as well for the families. Just briefly explain that to us. Yes, as I explained, we do uh, give each child a mercy
1: bag. When they travel with us, it's a little backpack of toiletries, um, some activity book, uh, pyjamas. Um, because many of these families, you know, it, it's so heartbreaking. When I meet them at the airport, they arrive with um, sh- plastic shopping bags. They're closed packed into that because they don't even have a suitcase to, to travel with. So we give them the little backpack that we can fit the child's stuff into. Yes. Um, our bus travelers spend many, many hours on a bus. Um, from Umprata to Cape Town, they spend about 19 hours on a bus. <sighs> And with a sick child, you can imagine that that's even worse. So for our bus travellers, we have a blanket, especially in the winter months when they travel from fall. Um, and we also give them a little snack box with um, treats that they can have um, on the bus yeah. uh, because buses don't provide any refreshments. And then, as I said, you know, we do keep in contact with the family. If the child is going for a major op, we will see how the mom is doing Um If the doctor wants the other parent to be there, we will transport the other parent to be there just for the day of the surgery. And we also have volunteers in in most of the big centres. So if we speak to a mom and we see that she's really battling, one of our volunteers will go and sit with her for the morning and and just comfort her and make sure that everything is is okay. I think having a sick child is a a lonely journey. Um, There's lots of support the moment your child is diagnosed. Um, but people forget that it is a long term um, thing that you're going through and after a few weeks people carry on with their line, um and the families are left on their own to, to see the child through on their journey to health. Yeah.
0: Inga, in closing, if people want to get a hold of Wings and Wishes, I mean, there are all sorts of ways to do this. One can pay 50 rand a month and just put a debit order on to your account. Um, You can do it as an individual. You can do it as a corporate. Now is a good time to do it as a corporate. We've come to the end of the financial year. So there's all sorts of opportunities in that particular situation. How did they get hold of you? Yes, please. We want people, don't think that, you know, I
1: don't have much. It's not going to make a difference. Like you said, even if you just sign a debit order for 50 rand a month, that is a 50 rand that we are guaranteed is coming in every month and makes a real difference in the bigger picture. Um, we can also issue a Section 18A tax certificate to companies and individuals for their donations. So um, there is some form of rebate for you. So they can either go onto our website, um, www.wingsandwishes.org. Um, there they will see there is a donate button. It will take them to a page where they can sign up for a debit order. Or they can just email me, ingo.h at wingsandwishes.org. Or just contact me on our all-hours number, which is 78
0: 7 yeah 494 6404 7 That's 494 6404 That's inge.h at wingsandwishes.org or 7 or 494 6404 Definitely, definitely something that you could consider. And as Inge says, 50 rand a month. Just put it on your debit order. And if many of us did that, we could make a huge, huge difference at 728.